calendar today. So we're doing another spinoff uh, this week because Thomas is mid-move in classic fashion. Uh, but it's it's me, Josh, and our, our lovely landlord here, Jay Joyner. Hello, everybody. We're so glad to have him. Yeah. In exchange for rent this month, uh, we've offered to give Jay a little cloud boost on the podcast. So Yeah, I need uh, more social media follows. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if He's... there's anything we've learned so far, it's that this is the place to come for that. Absolutely. Us and our, our massive listener base we're influencers yeah. at this point so i just need to be a part of these photo shoots now you know yeah really get my key. face out there <laughs> that's key yes <laughs> that's that's uh that's that's vital to our what 150 instagram followers less than hey. that less than hey it's 86 you know, it's more than i have <laughs> 86, that's all that matters. 86 dedicated followers there you go not bought we could have had 10,000 by now <laughs> yeah we should well, we should maybe have 10, we should, maybe we should yeah. invest in a couple Mark, don't don't pay any attention to that, Mark Zuckerberg. We'll we're cut, not. We're we'll definitely this, not. We'll cut this audio out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll censor it. Ten thousand followers now for us. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty it's crazy. Great. Yeah. Overnight, it's pretty wild numbers. Yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty you know, that's just growth. that's just the power of social media. Yeah. Hey man, speaking of the power of social media. No, oh. I mean, it's more like <laughs> the but power it's more of, of journalism. The power of an influential journalist website with. So maybe some controversial uh, ideas here. Yes. Um, for anybody who follows uh, the music journalist publication Pitchfork, uh, you'll know that they brought out their top 200 albums of the 2010s and their top 200 songs of the 2010s, but that list was kind of some hot garbage, so we've opted to... Yeah, it was a little easier for us the to albums. be a little more positive about the album. Yeah, right? yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. When you got, like, Work by Rihanna and, like, your top... 10 songs of the of the decade that's it's it's like are you saying the best songs or the most played songs that's what i'm is it a combination yeah because yeah, if it was like maybe the most influential songs like maybe i would get it then but it's it's the list is called the best songs yeah I so know the metrics for these songs exactly Pitchfork, like, get back to us on this yeah. we're, you're we're putting curious. like i don't know like runaways like number 19 and then you have like Work is about, I don't know, I just... And Miley Cyrus didn't wait, make wait, wait, wait. top 20. At, you know, I mean... Where's there's, Miley? Come on. <laughs> there's clearly some... Uh, there's There's been some shutouts. There's there's some Miley Cyrus bias coming from um, our guest host today, for sure. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Well, just for the listeners at home, Miley Cyrus was my background wallpaper on my PSP way back in the day, so... <laughs> It goes way back, you know, and this is... That's some true, like, early 2000s type stuff. Yeah. That's that's. That, really... I could see a tweet of somebody, like, <laughs> turning... Like, somebody's, like, got a picture of their PlayStation out on PSP. Out, it's, like, covered in dust. It, it's covered in dust. dust. <laughs> There's like, a blurry screenshot of Miley Cyrus <laughs> from the... Uh, it's, uh, like, vibe check. Yeah. <laughs> vibe check. But, yeah, so today we're discussing the top 200 albums as noted, or of the 2010s as noted by Pitchfork. And Every single one in depth. Buckle yes, in. we're going through all 200. <laughs> we now. know all, we've listened to all of them in preparation. This will obviously. be an eight-part series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two-hour segments, so buckle in. Uh, no, we're going through, like, the top 20 of these 200 because nobody has eight hours to sit here and talk about that. Or listen to it, for that matter. Amen. Um, so we're going to start by going through a couple of notable mentions, kind of in the, in the back 180 uh, that we'd like to discuss. Josh, I know this one you have some thoughts on. The War on Drugs, Lost in the Dream, clocking in at number 97. 
Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get to the next part of that yet because we're we're kind of doing like a an ordered thing right now. But well, the all of our notable mentions are kind of out of order a little bit. Well, no, I meant like another war on drugs thing. Oh, okay. I won't talk about that. Oh, okay. But gotcha. I'm a, I'm content with that that placement for for that album. Yeah, I think it's appropriate. You're you're a recent owner of a certain war on drugs vinyl. Yeah, not that, the one I'm talking about. But this is yeah, not lost in the dream. But I do like the lost. I mean, red eyes. Woo. Ocean Between the Waves. Ocean Between the Waves. Mm. Mm. That Some album. Fire okay, kids. <laughs> if you don't listen to War on Drugs, do yourself a favor. Drive somewhere at night for like an hour and put the album on. It is great night driving music. And then drive back Absolutely. and play another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you need to time it just right so you can get through like... T- it's They only have two albums out right now, right? No, they have... That, they have three? They have like some older albums that are less known. Okay. I mean, we're going to do a live search. We're, we're doing a number crunch. Hold on to your hats. So the most, my two favorites are the most two recent, but they have five albums. Oh. They have I, one from 2008 called Wagon Wheel Blues, 2010, Future Weather, 2011, Slave Ambient. That's oh. fun. And then Lost in the Dream, which is on the list here at 97. Yes. And then A Deeper Understanding okay. from 2017. From 2017. Apparently I didn't do my homework. That's okay. I, there's like two other I don't, I drugs bar- albums. I, I barely know those other ones. I need to do a little deep dive. I, I need to, I keep meaning to listen to them, but every time I do, I just end up listening to the last two. <laughs> and for the listeners at home, for my new followers, if you go to Spotify, follow me, I have a playlist called The Daily Shuffle, oh, which ooh. has a lot of war on drugs, and then also a friend of the show, Justin Vernon, uh, <laughs> oh, he's, Bear, he's all over there. And also a friend of the show, Emily Harris. So oh, if you need like a nice mix and variety, uh, Daily Shuffle on Spotify. Thank yeah, you. couldn't help but notice there's no Emmylou Harris in the top 200 of the <laughs> yeah, 2010s. Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of dropped the ball here. She kind of transcends any sort of... I bet she put a song out you know, since then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's possible. Ten years is a long time. I bet she has. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Daft Punk, Random Access Memories at number 112. Ugh. It's a little far down the list for my liking. That's... The amount of trash in the techno community... Right. And EDM community. And the fact that this one is so universally loved and right. accepted as phenomenal, even production wise. Like, I mean, I'd hardly even consider this one it's EDM. It's the closest though. to it of a popular album that doesn't suck. Right. It's if that makes in, if that makes sense what I'm trying to say. No, no, I, I see what you're saying. But production wise, like this is literally Unrivaled. pretty much perfect. <laughs> like I don't think in terms of pure sound design like this is an, an incredible album i always i follow the uh lead singer flea foxes on instagram <laughs> and he's always just like he's like doing little videos of himself in the studio and like working on stuff and he's always like he's striving to get his uh, one song to the quality of production of get lucky <laughs> and he's just like oh, throwing that one out it's not gonna get there yeah I mean, even though that was like "Get Lucky" was kind of just a radio throwaway to an right. extent. Like, it's it's definitely not the best song on that no, album by any means, but right. it's still like perfect. It's like so you have Nile Rodgers on the guitar, you have Pharrell, Pharrell popping off on vocals, so and then good. Daft Punk doing everything else. It's it's incredible. Um, Jay, I know you love this one. Uh, Pusha T, Daytona, clocking in at number one eighty eight. <laughs> oh yeah, that one I. It's a daily listen. For he, can't, he can't even name a favorite track on the Halo. I know. I, it, it is hard to choose. Uh, yeah. Um, but me and Josh, I, I know that for us, 
for sure was definitely that. I mean, that was potential album of the year. In, it was good in I liked 2018. It a lot, for sure. Yeah. It was, I mean, but you also had Kids See Ghosts, which is also... I leaned more Kids See Ghosts and Yay. I really like both yeah, of those. But uh, down at 188, again, a little low. Glad it made it, though. Uh, we got Arctic Monkeys AM at 97. Yeah. I think that's definitely, that's that's probably a good placement. If not, maybe a little high, even. I don't know. Yeah, I think for, like, rock albums, I think it was yeah pretty solid for the timing and all that. That was an album I was listening to back in college, and it was kind of like a like a change in my music taste from yeah. like old yeah, crappy same. high school pop stuff <laughs> to like it trying was, to be cool. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, yeah, I kind of like this. Yeah. You realize there's other stuff out there. So <laughs> I, yeah, I remember, a, but I think it was, a revolutionary right. time. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That, just moving away from listening to the radio to listen just, to your own stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So free. Going from, like, just listening to top 40 singles to, yeah. like, actual, like, albums I don't know how we made like it that. that long doing that. I think, I mean, we didn't know. We were blissfully unaware. How was I supposed to know there's actually, like, stuff worth listening to? <laughs> yeah. That wasn't I think the, was the way we were listening to music. We didn't have Very Spotify. Yeah. Like, you were... St- I mean, Arctic we Monkeys, still... I remember ripping off my yeah. friend's laptop. That was the last so... album I ever illegally downloaded. That was the first and only album I illegally downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Oh, uh, love support it. local artists. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason not to with Spotify. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's literally so much easier. Like, $10, I get some crappy Hulu, and I can listen to whatever I want whenever I want. Yeah. That's worth it. That's good stuff. Especially when you, you listen to, like, several hundreds right. of hours every, like, you know, few months. Probably, like three to four albums a day at this point <laughs> like while I'm at work um, moving on we got Watch the Throne at 92 again a little low but what are you going to do it's people kind of have mixed feelings about Watch the Throne I've I've come to understand which I don't get I don't but how do you hear a Nina Simone produced song with <laughs> not produced by Nina Simone but a Nina Simone feature on a Jay-Z and Kanye song I don't know and not be like wow this is transcendent I mean to have two rappers of like that caliber together on a collab album is is pretty rare usually you kind of have maybe somebody who carries it for the most part and then like somebody who they're kind of putting on i feel like i mean it's like you know yay's got his corny bars you know around but i mean on that album there's not many that are like deep on it there's some good stuff on there. yeah oh yeah like new day oh new day hits love that it's different Right, Jay? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Jay again. Jay. Notable hip hop really, fan, Jay Joyner. Jay, resident rap stand. A bigger fan than me. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Sherry Joyner, true hip hop head. We yeah. knew it. Yeah. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Uh, Alabama Shakes, Sound and Color at 138. Yes. Yeah. That's a great. It's one of the very first records that I ever bought. Yeah. Like actually on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, it, mm, 138 is not good enough for me. No. I think, <laughs> I think it should be higher for sure. That's fair. The amount got, of times I mean, that I've walked into our living room <laughs> and Josh has been playing this one uh, live performance of Future, what is it? Future, future People. Future People. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Scad thank from you. Josh and um, If you want more of that, just let, let us know in the comments. Subscribe to Josh's Stop Patreon. Stop by the house. Stop by the house. <laughs> yeah. Pity, yeah, pity shots. Going on. We all live together. Uh, Jay, our landlord, we've known for a long time, yeah. uh, who also lives in the same house as us. Yeah. So. I think I've known Brad since pre-K. He was in pre-K and Josh since he's in probably kindergarten. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Um, What else we got? 
Fleet Foxes, Helplessness Blues, 135. Again, that's pretty low. Again, Helplessness really Blues low. needs to be top 100. I'm sorry. There's no excuse for that, anything less. I'm, I appreciate it's there, but yeah. like you, that album is incredible. Mm-hmm. That's like a life-changing album. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it really is. Truly, I mean, it is. Everything about it. I was thinking about it the other day, and like in terms of pure like lyrical craftsmanship, Flea Foxes is probably in like my top fifteen to top ten. It's, like, oh yeah, it's pretty it, It's impressive. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just woo. How do you think of that? <laughs> That's what I, I'll sit there and I'll be like, how do you write a song, let alone write one of that yeah. caliber? Like, to, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And then all the musical accompaniment is ridiculous yeah. as well. And the pure variety of instruments they use is like, I mean, we went to go see them live and yeah. there was one guy probably played like six to ten instruments for, over the course of one concert. sure he was playing at one point a tuba, an oboe, an upright bass, a normal guitar. <laughs> I think they had a triangle at one point he was playing. <laughs> I yeah. think probably like three more things. It's impressive stuff. And, and a flute. And, and, uh, we can't forget the flute. All the professional level. <laughs> <laughs> right, like all better than like if I were to dedicate the rest of my life to playing an instrument, he of any one of those instruments, he right. would easily be able to outshine me. Yeah. I can't even clap on beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like consistently. <laughs> oh man, we got LCD sound system. This is happening at number fifty-two. Uh, I think we're all pretty big fans yeah. of LCD. I don't know like their albums well, but we saw them at Shaky Knees, mm-hmm. and it was pretty awesome. Just the amount of equipment that they had on it stage. Was, it was absurd. <laughs> they're like creating their own sounds, and I mean, it's it was like they had like, like a, a, a like an old genre. phone operator, like <laughs> someone plugging plug in like eight millimeter. That's what it looked yeah. like yeah. up there in the back. They had like just machinery that just looked like huge. 1950s computer looking things. I don't even know what the. Yeah, but they're really fun. That's a good album. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a, a callback to Wise Blood Titanic Rising hit 143. Uh, I, think I think it's good that I made there. I, I yeah, really enjoyed that I album. Pre- I think that's a good spot yeah, for it. I think it's a pretty solid placement. Jay, have you heard that one before? I haven't. It's a very solid listen. Have you ever listened to Father John Misty? Yes. Yeah, it's very similar vibe to okay. that. Yeah, yeah. like a woman uh, singer. Yes. Uh, and then we got Run the Jewels 2 at 131. Is that the red one? That is the red one. Yeah. That's the one that everybody knows. Yeah. True, true hip-hop uh, bangers on that I one. love some it's, RTJ. Yeah. If you if you need to do something fast... Yeah, if you need to like hit the gym, <laughs> if you need to pick up the tempo on something... That's it. That'll get you there. You're like, sure. all right, I'm ready to go, like, you know, rob a bank <laughs> and shoot some people. <laughs> yeah, it, it really gets the blood pumping. Uh, and then we got Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy coming in at 120. Um, I'd probably put that top 100. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's the way it's very different from. The oh, rest it was, of it was music a huge departure out. from even his own stuff. Yeah, his own, too. especially his own stuff. But and yeah. he kind of created that whole subgenre of like alternative hip hop to it. I don't know if he created it per se, but he Heavy found a lot of success with it. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, so I think that'll just about bring us into our, our top top 20 at this point, or Pitchfork's top 20, I should say. That's correct. We cannot say that enough. Yes. So, uh, clocking in here, at number 20, we have DJ Rashad's Double Cup, released in 2013. I know nothing about this album, but I recognize DJ Rashad's name. Yeah. So, I... I Kind of tried to make a point of of going through I've all twenty been, of these. I've been known to double cup. As yeah, well. Josh has been known to double cup <laughs> at a lot of uh, sorority event pregames. 
Uh, it's it's never actually lean though. It's, it's usually a, just some it's like form a of mixed piece, drink. Really. <laughs> it's, it's more of a fashion accessory. Um, but so I've been I listen to it a little bit, and it's kind of like if you merged EDM and like trap music into one. So it's there's not any sort of like at least for the most part there's no like actual rapping over any of the beats. Uh, it's just kind of strictly uh, kind of electronic and you know sampled stuff. But uh, he's, you know, DJ Rashad is an actual DJ, unlike DJ Khaled, so it's not just like, oh, here, I brought a bunch of people into a studio and locked them in there until they made a song together. This um, is 2013. I probably have heard this playing in the architecture studio way back in college. I'm sure someone was blasting this <laughs> Somebody, somebody yeah. out there was pumping it. Um, but it's, it's not quite for me. I don't really like a lot of EDM or yeah. purely instrumental stuff at least in the EDM world, just because it gets too repetitive for me. Um, it's like sometimes if I'm doing work, it's nice where like I'm not being distracted by lyrics or anything, but it's not something I'd sit down and really be like, oh, I'm going to listen to yeah. in a, an instrumental trap album. But I think we're all good. lyric boys, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If there's one thing that something we all have in common, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that we're not really in the EDM field very much. I can appreciate it, but yeah, um, right. it's just... Not what I'm drawn to. Exactly. Exactly. That's fair enough. Uh, here we got a very recent album coming oh, yeah. in at number 19. We got Lana Del Rey's Norman Fucking Rockwell. I think that's the first F-bomb I've dropped on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we usually try to uh, stay away me, from uh, uh, from the hard ones, but, you know, we it's, it's the album title. The FCC? Is that who we have to pay? The FCC, the, the FAA. Sorry, Mom. No, the FAA is for, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that, that was not Jay saying that. That was Brad. I will own up to it. Um, but this was a really, a really fun album and one that really surprised me, I think. I was thinking it was going to be worse when I first yeah. started listening to it. Just because, I mean... Uh, what's that? Is it Born to Die, Born to Ride? Yeah, that one's great. I, yeah, I was just... I didn't think she'd get back to that. It was the album in between this one and then her, like, kind of, like, big hit albums. The one, is that the one with, like, that's, like, the kind of the goldish tint to mm -hmm. it with the palm trees? Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. No, this one's pretty good. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think... Um, I mean, I've listened to a couple other Lana albums all the way through, and, like, it just wasn't necessarily for me, but this one stuck with me for, for the most part, for sure. Yep. Uh, it is funny to think about though, like, so after this album came out, it, it, something, there was like a tabloid story that came out about how she's dating this like 45 year old cop. And now in like the context of that, going back and listening to these songs about like, and that. thinking that they're about him is pretty damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this album kind of really particularly plays to a lot of her strengths. She's got some real catchy melodies. She's got that kind of dreamy production in there. Yeah. Definitely a California classic, uh, but 19 is pretty high. 19 is pretty high. I was pretty not expecting high. to see it there. Yeah. I felt like Pitchfork would have found more reasons to not like it. Yeah. Know, just typically. Especially like with it. how recent it is, too. Right. I feel like a lot of kind of 2019 albums got a little snubbed just because they are so recent. Right. And it is kind of hard to gauge the, like, how so a lot of the albums age yeah. a lot better, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, you have something like Yeezus that we're going to get to eventually where people kind of hated it right on arrival. And so like if that came out in 2019, probably wouldn't make top 200, but because it's had time to simmer, right? It, mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like they might be jumping the gun a little bit on putting this yeah. in 19, but out of her albums, if any of them deserve to be up in 19, it's probably this one. And she has really nice lips. That is true. That's note. true. 
That is true. She, she was the first one to do it. I think even before Kylie Jenner, before Kylie became a lip icon. Oh, yeah. By a mile. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on, we got number 18. I think this is very well-deserved. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. I think you yeah. could even put it higher. You yeah. could even probably Honestly, put it Honestly, 18's probably too low. It's you probably could. top 10. Yeah. Uh, this is like truly probably one of the best hip hop albums of all time, and I think it's really gonna stand the test of yeah, time in I terms so. of that. Just, I mean, whew, I'm not gonna be able to sing any of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend that you don't. But it, some great songs on. There. I mean, you have stuff like Backseat Freestyle. You got Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. You got Drank. Like it's there are so many Bold. classics on this. Yeah. And it's like, even in like the narrative structure of it too, like how each song kind of flows together and it's really meant to be listened to as right. a whole. It's kind of, you don't see that a ton in hip hop albums, especially ones that are just trying to be chart toppers. But uh, yeah, so this was like his first breakout studio album too, which right. is crazy because of just how good it is. I mean, 2012? Some, oh my God. 20, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. Time keeps on moving, huh? It keeps on moving, and it's not slowing down. It's not slowing down. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's really not much we can say about this that hasn't already been said by everybody else, but... Even me, like, I'm not a... I don't really listen to hip-hop, but mm -hmm. I have listened to this album, and it's... For what it is, like, I respect it a lot. Like yeah. it's it is impressive when it comes to the lyrics and what he's done for hip hop from oh, yeah. even what I understand, like I, yeah. this is Kendrick from like a flow and a, like a lyrical standpoint yeah. is pretty much in a league of his own yeah. right now, I feel like. Like he's yeah. pretty untouchable. In terms of like strictly rapping, yeah. That's it's impressive stuff. In terms of modern day rappers, he is at the top. None of that mumble rap. <sighs> Yeah, him and Lil Uzi are right at the top. <laughs> Playboy uh, Cardi, you can put it as like a tentative number three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? All right. So number seventeen. Yeah. I know. I know you both have a lot to say about this. Oh, I minimized our window. It's okay. We can keep going. Some technical difficulties. Yeah, we got Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan. Sufjan. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's a really deep comment. No one will understand what's going on. There. Deep cut. Carrie and Lowell. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I mean, ooh, if you want to like really just feel bad about yourself for a little bit, <laughs> you just want to wallow in it for a little while. <laughs> you're yeah. you're kind of doing like a little low, and you want to just get lower. Yeah, Carrie and Lowell is yeah, uh, nice. a good spot to go to. That was sick, dude. You know that that, that awesome. meme that meme of that guy's like, ah shit, here we go again. <laughs> I saw yeah. I saw some on Twitter. It was it was like that video, but then this album cover like <laughs> kind He's of like walking towards it. It's like. Um, superimposed on like the transparencies down or whatever yeah. you can see like but then it's him it's the same character just like crawling into bed and like laying <laughs> down <laughs> that's incredible especially now that like fall time's rolling around yes. the weather's getting a little colder this is about to enter the regular rotation again and I'm gonna cry at work so it's gonna be really <laughs> cool it's, it's so different too exactly and it, it from lyrics to just the the way it just makes you feel yeah I mean it is like it like it's, it's hard to talk about. Like it is. It's just, hard to just, just like guys just go listen to it and yeah. Like, I mean, even, I'm sure it's different for different people too. Yeah. Right. Death with dignity is track one and the starting off strong. <laughs> starting off real strong. Yeah. Just go ahead and listen to it. If it, it's raining already, so yeah, get I mean, in there. If it starts raining again after this comes out. I think on. as soon as you hit play, I think nature is obliged to actually it, make it, will it start, start raining. raining. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in order to fit the tone, but yeah. Great stuff. 
so this is an interesting one next because I had never heard of it. And so I went to go listen to it and it is not on Spotify and none of her music is. So I have not listened to it. Oh, wow. This is Joanna Newsom, Have One On Me from 2010. Uh, fun fact, her only song on Spotify is the Muppets theme song. Oh. Yeah, and I listened to it. Big fan. Pretty catchy. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, but I can't uh, can't really review the album if I can't listen to it. So it's interesting album art. It's like yeah, it's, it's fun. like a modern font with like, like a little some still old life looking like painting. And it barely and made the cut. It's from 2010. So yeah, I mean, it, it was, was close. It was real borderline. I'm surprised it was remembered that long to be top 16. Yeah, but you know, I, I guess it must have had that much of an impact. Must have found somebody. Since people can't listen to it on Spotify, you know, is is even more so. I bet it's only on title. It is. They got the link to Apple Music and Tidal. Tragic. You hate to see it. We're obvious Spotify supporters here. Oh, here is a fan favorite. Uh-oh. Uh, Kanye West's Yeezus coming in at 15. I think that's pretty fair place. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah. Yeezus we're, is like... We're not biased. It's just the truth. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Um... But yeah, I think so. I think a lot of Pitchfork's writing is actually really pretentious for the most part, and I kind of hate it. But I think their write up of this was actually really good, so I'm going to read some of it. Yeah. Um, so they start off, they say, It's hard to listen to Yeezus and not think of its caustic opening squelch as the definitive moment when New Kanye was born, as that gurgly, disorienting sound pulses and convulses for 15 seconds. It feels like a laser is cutting a hole. Through space-time, Kanye emerges from this portal as confident as ever, but he sounds angrier, uglier. His rapping is crude and labored. The rhymes are vulgar and the images are incendiary. Soul, the fulcrum of his past music, in design and effect, is supplanted by bitter, horny electricity. It feels as if Skynet sent Terminator back in time exclusively to hip thrust and shout obscenities in the town square. Hell yeah. That's badass. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what Yeezus is. Precisely. It's well like, done. Who wrote well, this? Well done. Uh, Stephen Kears. Stephen wow. Kears, friend of the show. Some powerful imagery. That was good. That was, that was really eloquent, considering how kind of like typically eloquent this album is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know my liquor. I, there's, I mean, there's like some top five to ten Kanye songs <laughs> on this album. Um, Man. But especially kind of coming off the heels of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, where that's kind of praised for being like maximalist and everything is like, you know, there's no stone left unturned there. Everything is crammed into there in like this beautiful way. But Jesus is so stripped down and like raw and industrial. Stripped down, but still... It's still at full, that same, yeah, but it's yeah, like you it's still get gritty full and sounds unpolished, and, kind of. Right, but it's aggressive. No, it's it's very aggressive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this Jesus might even be in like my top three Kanye albums. Now, of course, that cycles on any given day of the week. But every time I try to rank them, I just get confused and have to stop because I can't do. Yeah, it. I think later down the line choosing one of my own children as the favorite is probably going to be easier than choosing right because it's so obvious at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like i can't say the answer but it's like, i'm thinking it i'm thinking the answer but like with this i'm kind of thinking like i have no idea but i mean for me with the yay albums it's my standum didn't start until later so right. I have less attachment to the earlier ones, but I That's still fair. listen to them and I'm like, all right, like this is Yeah, I didn't really even get into hip hop necessarily until kind of circa twenty thirteen. Like, so this was like I remember because I <laughs> I was sitting in my room one day, I was on my laptop and I was like, you know what, I've I hear all this stuff about Kanye, like on the news or whatever, but I've never actually listened to any of his music. So I downloaded his whole discography 
and I sat there and I listened from College Dropout all the way through Yeezus, which was the last one that was out at the time. And uh, I think early on, Yeezus was not in my top three or five, kind of like we talked about earlier. Like, it's really harsh. It's really gritty, kind of really in your face. But uh, as time has gone on, I've come to, to really appreciate it. Jay, do you have anything to add about Yeezus? I don't. I, I'm just not a hip-hop guy. I mean, I, I, I know you guys That's talk okay. about... I mean, I think my hip-hop listening career started and ended with Usher's Love in This Club. <laughs> fair, fair, you know? Usher's you, Love you in This Club the top coming in. The top, you know? yeah, 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 Number I mean, 14. I was just like, it, it can't get better than this, so I'm just going to stop all That's that. true. I mean, it has I can't believe we left that off our notable mentions. Yeah. Usher's Love in This Club. Is that is that even 2010s? That I doubt it. Earlier. Uh, I doubt it. It might be like right on the cuff. There. Wow. I think that was like early middle school for yeah. us. So maybe oh, man. Yeah, been. you're right. Me in this club. Yeah, so... <laughs> Was that Usher? Is Usher in the studio? It's, it's hard, get out of here, man. It's it's hard for me to, you know, give some pointers. I'm going to let the That's fair. the masters talk about it. <laughs> the masters. Yeah. The whitest people the, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number 14, we have uh, a titan of an album uh, in the pop realm. We got Lord's Melodrama from 2017. I know, Josh, you have some thoughts about this. Yes. So I don't remember not liking this album but I definitely don't remember thinking it was better than Pure Heroin Lord. I agree. I, no, I'm, I'm with you. I okay. think was Pure Heroin Lord out in the 2010s though? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was tw- so. it was 2013. Yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was more of a Pure Heroin fan. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and isolate the, that the, sound by the purest of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I yeah, like. Yeah. I don't. I just. I need. I need to listen to it more probably. But I just was. I it's not that I wasn't impressed. Because this one has that I think Post it was Malone just, song on it. I liked the, the other Yeah, it's got the remix okay. of Homemade, uh, Homemade Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, it's got like Khalid and SZA okay, and that Post sounds good. on there. That sounds good. Yeah. I think that came out after the initial album release. I think so. I'm pretty sure that was like a deluxe edition okay. type thing. Um, I, don't, I really like this. I, don't, I never kind of got into Lord during the pure heroin phase, so maybe I'm, you know, maybe I need to go back. The pure heroin era Lord was like what Billie Eilish is to me now. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Kind of the dark <laughs> pop kind of. And like, know, I, you know, there's under like 18. Slight, yeah. just like, <laughs> also that. Um, just like, not like, there's a little bit of shame when you listen to it. You're like, probably, kind of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're like, I don't know, it's probably, mm. I feel like you don't even have to be guilty about Lord though. No. Because like Lord is, you know, critically acclaimed, universally beloved. Right. She's, she's, she's number she's 14. The test of time. Yeah, number 14 <laughs> of the 20s. is a pretty, uh, Pretty lofty accomplishment. She's impressive. Yeah, no, I think that, like vocally, uh, very talented. Um, it's like different for pop music. It's like right. what I wish more of it. Right, I agree. Was. I yeah, I wish all pop music was because like some this talent. Right, talent. right, right, <laughs> like, exactly. And even I mean, even people like you have people like Ariana Grande who have impressive vocal yeah. range and vocal talents but their music kind of doesn't get past a surface there's like a darkness to it a realness to yeah it. it's right. not very just, edgy very raw and the thing with that ariana grande one i noticed sweetener was on was i think it's like it was top number 100, 100. Yeah. yeah i think it was number 100 not not her best work no yeah yeah my everything or whatever that album is good mm-hmm. that's the one we pirated at mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny story. Yeah, we we were not able to pirate albums off of our school Wi-Fi, so we went it's back in the dorms freshman. Yes, year. we went to McDonald's and we sat for probably 
an hour and a half because it was not very good Wi-Fi, and we we downloaded my everything by our. That was before we had Spotify. Yeah, that was the pre-Spotify era. About a year before we all got it. I think <laughs> I even like Dangerous Woman a lot more than than Sweetener. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. So, anyways, back to lore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, you you know we had. To um, talk about it. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, Jay. That I wish kind of more pop music would get kind of down into the darker aspects there's, there's like i mean a lot of you know pop people are not necessarily the most talented right yeah. right but there's some that are very impressively yeah. talented like we were saying yeah this just, is what people like want, want though, people just listen to other pop music because it's on the radio yeah, yeah. yeah. people yeah. who are just like i don't want to go look for something longer. else yeah. yeah right nobody's talking about those albums you know three or four years after they're out it's just kind of right. like oh well, let's go on to the next thing whereas okay. you have you know lord's work who kind of that kind of stands the test yeah. of time uh, but yeah, very quality album. Number 13, there's going to be some a little bit of drama here, just uh, because we are notorious haters, at least me and Josh are. It's, it's earned. It's Take earned. Care from 2011. Putting this above Yeezus is is a little... I don't know. I, I don't know if I can agree with that. But I if you had to choose, it. yeah, if you had to choose a Drake album to be in the top fifteen, like, it would probably be this. One. Headlines in Marvin's Room are some of my favorite. Oh, Drake. Marvin's Room, yeah, is Drake is songs easily one of his best. Um, and I think he's at his best when he's kind of in that more R and B. Right. Like if it's more heavily on the R and B than it is the rap, I think that's where he really shines. Same. And he's not putting on that fake tough guy facade because he is not. Because <laughs> everybody knows it's exactly that a facade, and he's not a tough guy. That that I that I let you down. Oh, it's so painful. <laughs> Have you ever seen that clip, Jay? <laughs> no. It's this from LeBron's. Uh, what's it called? The it's Shop. Like the Shop. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's LeBron so has bad. an HBO show called The Shop where he, yeah. he does some interviews, and Drake came on for an episode. <laughs> And LeBron is talking to Drake, who is like a grown-ass man. LeBron's probably like three years older than Drake. Right. right. And Drake is acting like this little kid who like got in trouble at school. (laughs) It was after all like the Pusha T beef and all that came out. Yeah. So for the uninformed, uh, basically Pusha T kind of announced to the world on a diss track that Drake had a secret son that he was not. I remember. Yeah. He didn't. He he hadn't publicly addressed it yet. But Drake was acting like this hurt little child who had his tail between his legs. And LeBron was like his father figure, even though they're like the same age. <laughs> it's hard to watch. We just, if you want, if you want to us to go into the Drake push beef, it could be interesting. But yeah, we don't want to make our Drake fans out there too upset. All three of you that still exist. So that's not true. If you want to, if you want to hear it, let us know. Yeah. Because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. I don't know. With this one, I think if you're reading this is too late, it's still my favorite Drake album. Uh, just because I think that's the biggest risk he's taken in a long time. Like, he, he really kind of notoriously plays it safe, I feel like. Um, and there he really kind of went all out. Because it, it wasn't an album, I guess. He kept calling it a mixtape, even though it was this fully mixed and mastered <laughs> professional. It's not a mixtape, it's got 20 songs. And, and like three features. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... but. Anywho. Yeah, I just kind of throw in, I don't know what it is about views, but that's somehow one of my favorite Drake albums. It doesn't make any sense (laughs) because I know. It's so forgettable. I know that there's not, it's not widely accepted as being good by any means. It's, it's, it was kind of clowned on by, by everybody. I like a lot of the songs on there. I mean, there's some hits. You got Child's Play, you got, um, 
What's what's the second one on the album? I can't even remember the name. Feel No Ways, isn't that it? Feel No Ways. Feel No Ways is catchy. That's our We'll get some real great audio samples from you tonight, Josh. Um, I can keep those coming. Oh, I, I fully expected to. You need to, to get one to dance soundboard. One dance. <laughs> we Come do. On. Come on, one dance. Okay, all right. Well, one dance was one of the singles beforehand, right? That's Drake. But you would expect the best song to come out before the true. album comes out. Very true. I'm not saying it's like a holistically great album. No, but there's some. I like, I like some there's R and B stuff on there. As with every Drake album, there will be three to four standout songs, and then the rest will kind of be forgettable, and you'll yeah, and you'll never that. listen to them again. <laughs> Sorry, Drake fans out there. We just call it how we see it. We're just telling the truth. Uh, so here is number 12. We have Rihanna's Auntie from 2016. This is uh, this is an interesting placed one. I feel like this is a case of, at the time, people didn't love it as much as they do in hindsight. Does that make sense? I agree. Uh, especially considering Pitchfork. Uh, what was upon their its 7.7. Mm, even Pitchfork can get their... Uh, yeah, they couldn't even get their story straight. Huh. Uh, but yeah, so you have a 7.7 coming in at number 12, hmm. which, again, I feel like this has had the benefit of retrospect. There's some good songs on there. There is. There is some good songs. Uh, and I think it's definitely Rihanna's best album. Yeah, um, I think so. But I feel like kind of her recent brand pivot, per se, uh, has kind of helped her a lot. And I, I mean, when, does she even have an album slated to be coming out? She's working on that Fendi, boy. That's true. She's too busy making truckloads of cash. <laughs> yeah. But. I know Dr- uh, Jay is um, a Rihanna hater, so he hasn't <laughs> yeah. to chime in with. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be careful here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> treading lightly. Yeah, treading lightly. Yeah, our uh, fan base is notoriously positively Rihanna. I'm just yeah, no and idea. Um, like for a while, she's like, you know, my one free kill. Like, if you could have, like, I just. <laughs> That's I, pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh. No, it's, like, it's a joke, one. but like, no, I, I, I think she's just really annoying and whiny. Oh. And she can't, like, make up her mind. Like, I don't know. I, hot takes. Yeah. Hot know. takes I, tonight. I, I, hot I, takes I, tonight. I, you know me. I, I've never been around a fan. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's just something deep kind down within. Like, like, doesn't know what it is. thinking about it. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Jay is visibly shaking in the studio. <laughs> he's, he's currently poking a needle into his Rihanna voodoo doll. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I don't have a ton to say about this one. Uh, yeah. You have Love on the Brain uh, is definitely my standout favorite a track. Yeah. A few picks callback. Right. I know you love the Cold War. I do like Which was yeah. Thomas's. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of his Discover Weeklies. So... I do, I do like that version. Yes. Yeah, it's very good. I was seeing that the other day. There you go. Uh, here's another interesting one. Number huh. 11, we got Grimes Art Angels from 2015. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I've never been kind of big on Grimes. I've. Yeah. It's pretty hit or miss for me, she is. Guess uh, they never miss him. Guess <laughs> they never miss, huh? Uh, but I don't know. I, I listened through this the other day, and it was kind of like every other song I enjoyed if that makes any sense. You know, where it's like yeah. one of them, I was like, oh, this is a little too experimental. Like some of them, she has like some kind of real harsh vocals that come in. Um, and I, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. But I don't know much about this one. I'm a, I'll, I'll try to give it a listen. Yeah. I mainly know just about her involvement with Elon. That's kind basically, of uh, <laughs> if she was never with him, I don't think I would know that she existed. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. She was pretty big in like the indie pop scene for a while, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really. People kind of think she's sold out, I think, since since she started hooking up with Elon. 
I mean, Are they still together? I don't know. I feel like maybe on and off at this point. He's with like another woman every time they turn <laughs> From like Amanda Heard to like some other Glenn Maxwell and like. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back yeah. to the Epstein in the case. You thought you could escape it on a spinoff about the top 200 albums? No, not here. Wrong. Think again. Not in this house. Not on P-Pix. <laughs> Only the truth is said here. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can't deny now that Grimes is two degrees away from from Jeffrey Epstein. So that's too close in my book. Hey man, Cancel. five degrees is too close. Cancel. I mean, I guess if you really tried hard enough, I bet we could all be five degrees. I bet we're, from Jeffrey I bet we're Epstein. four easily, <laughs> easily. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. Again, I don't have a time to say about this one. Yeah. But uh, it was. I, I, I don't know if I'd put it at eleven. 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 I high. again. I don't know about like her career as a whole. Maybe this had like a huge impact on you know the pop scene that I don't know about. It's very possible. Perfectly reasonable to expect because that. I am not in that scene. Yeah, yeah. But again, for a pop album, wasn't bad, but just not for me. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got a heavy hitter. We got a heavy hitter oh, coming man. in at number ten. Woo. This Josh, you want to take this one away? Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. <laughs> Circa 2012. Circa 2012. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, talk about a breakout album. Like, how. I was about to say, how do you top it? But, but I think we all know how you top it. But. How do you top a top 10 pitchfork album? I mean. Stay tuned. This is, again, probably top 10 albums of all time for me. Yeah. Let alone I'm, I'm top right 10 of the 2010s. This is a very well-deserved placement. Uh, this is Frank Ocean's Breakout. We are huge Frank Ocean fans. Massive stands. If you um, didn't know somehow. Which means that we are weeping as we discuss this over the lack of new music. And apparently no plan to new music uh, per his most recent interview. It's like, I'm sad that there's no plan to new music, but... I mean, I... I can listen to Blonde and Channel Orange and Endless. Yeah. I'm just glad that he said that there's no planned music instead of leaving it ambiguous. <laughs> like literally like, like a nothing. certain other one of our favorite artists uh, yes. who likes to... It's to... been rough around this house. I'm afraid to come home every high. night. <laughs> oh, I find. There's there's a very powerful negative aura ever since <laughs> September 27th. But I'm afraid I might have one less roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, our shoelaces have still not been given back to us. Yeah, we're wearing Birkenstocks on <laughs> Yeah, they're on. I am rocking the chocks right now. So I've, I've been slowly learning how to fashion a Chaco strap into a noose, though, so stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, Channel Orange. Channel Orange. Yes. Just so I many kind of just, songs. Like, Fertilizer is not even, like, a real song, and it's, it's incredible. like a sample interlude, and it's still, like, one of... It's still a fantastic song. Then I mean, we have Sierra Leone... Sierra Leone. You're really on one. Tonight. Thank you. <laughs> um, we have Super Rich Kids, which probably the first Frank Ocean Banger. song I heard, honestly. Either that or Thinking About You was yeah, probably one of those in my in my first. Pilot Jones, Crack mm-hmm. Rock, Pyramids. Wow, there what a song. We could, we could probably have a whole episode dedicated to just talking about pyramids. Looking at the pyramids. I was listening to Dissect on oh, yeah. Spotify. I wish that guy day. was more fun to listen to. He doesn't have a great narration voice. He's, he sounds like he's falling asleep. Which I say is I probably have a very terrible podcast voice. Well, but, yeah, you know. but we weren't given a contract. But don't 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 draw into that at all. You know, <laughs> just keep listening. Don't think about that. Um, he was saying something about how. The actual sheet music for pyramids is arranged into pyramids. Like Ooh. the notes, like go up into straight peaks <laughs> uh, and well, dips. Of course. And like, 
Oh gosh, it's there was so much depth to it. Like, it's the, incredible. Like the beat switch ups and all that in there. Oh is yeah, absurd. Pyramids, uh, Illuminati, maybe. Oh, perhaps, Ooh. perhaps. Epstein. Deeper. <laughs> the degrees. island temple. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say? Uh, Has Frank know. Ocean been spotted in Little St. James? <laughs> all I'm saying, pyramids on his breakout album. There's, there's gotta yeah. be maybe what some deal was made yeah. exactly. to get that to be a breakout album besides it being one of the best albums of all time. Well, the deal that was made was not <laughs> for fame; it was for talent because <laughs> that yeah, makes sense. which then brought him fame uh, because it's it's very well deserved. If you haven't listened to this album Somehow. and you are like music, you owe it to yourself to listen to Channel Orange. Indeed, I can't agree more. Uh, here's another Feepix callback at number nine. We got D'Angelo and the Vanguard's Black Messiah from 2014. I listened through this one the other day too, and I forgot how good it was. Like, I didn't even realize, because uh, I went through after Thomas mm-hmm. uh, had his Discover Weekly and I listened to this album. It's really good. I have no idea how it got under my radar. I'm it was a good never really yeah. heavily mentioned by, like, I mean, I never saw it anywhere. Right, right. It didn't get a lot of publicity, I feel like. Um, but Sugar Daddy, I think that was the Thomas, yeah. uh, the, the song that Thomas had. Yeah, that's that's a classic. Um, again, if you like soul music, if you like music in general, this is uh, a very good album. I'd, I'd say it's pretty deserving of that number nine spot. Wow. I feel like because I feel like kind of what they're doing in the top 20, at least, is they like to, they're trying to incorporate Some a lot of genres. Variety. Right. Yeah. And so if you're going to pick, you know, kind of a soul black R&B album for the top 10. Yeah. This I is, this is very well-deserving. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a listen. Uh, here's here's a, a real surprise one. So I number eight is Robin's Body Talk from 2010. I had never heard of Robin until these top 200 Same, lists came out. Honestly, still don't um, really know who Robin is. Yeah, I, so I listened through this album, and it I don't know if maybe, again, if it was just about the time that it came out and then the waves that it made in pop music, but I didn't, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But... I guess it'd be kind of like if you took somebody and you showed them Seinfeld and they were like, oh, this is just like every other sitcom when in reality, like every other sitcom is kind of playing off of Seinfeld's formula. Maybe that's the case here. I just I just don't know enough about it. You know, no, I get that. I don't really know anything about Robin at all. The only thing I know about Robin is that Pitchfork loves Robin. Pitchfork does does love Robin. I think Robin might be a writer. Robin, yeah, I think she might be ghostwriting for Pitchfork because she was number three in their top 200 songs. Wow. And then two of her albums made the top 200, one of which is number eight. So um, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just because I don't like pop music that much for the most part. Very Um, possible. So, But it's not a name that I even hear that often. That's that's strange. so, I don't have a ton to add about that. I would have yeah. thought by top ten I would have known all the artists. Yeah. Right, right. You would think... What does it say about me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that we have better taste than Pitchfork, that I have a more refined palette, perhaps? <laughs> Who's to say? Where are all the 1970s bands' albums from... In the, in the, the 2010s? 2010s? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, number seven looking good. This, I think we can all agree with yep. this one. Vampire Weekends, Modern Vampires of the City. A lot of people I know consider this their kind of... Masterpiece. This was a that was a, a transformative time for us musically. Yes, this is where we really kind of started to get into music as opposed yeah. to you know listening to ACDC and the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Still great, your boomer. Still tunes. great, but we finally you know we're like all right, time for us. Oh yeah, 
I but listen I mean, to album. I I know that album so well that I can start singing the next song oh, before absolutely. it starts. For the I whole thing, I have a. I was listening to it on vinyl upstairs earlier today while I was having lunch. <laughs> like <laughs> I did see that out. Um, but I mean, you have some true all timers for Vampire Weekend on this. You got Unbelievers. You got Step. You got Diane Young. You got Hannah Hunt, and those are all within like five songs of each other. <laughs> so good. Uh, Everlasting Arms. Yahe. Yeah. There it is. Yep. I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, I'm unhinged, if you can't tell. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. Again, this I don't know if time will tell if I like Father of the Bride more than Modern Vampires. Um, it's hard yeah. to say. It is. Yeah. It, they're both Because I listened special, to Father of the Bride again. Different, like, right. I'm surprised Father of the Bride. Was it on here? It was not. It did not make the top 200. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was actually an interesting bit on Time Crisis where it was kind of right after Father of the Bride came out and they mentioned something like, oh, after six years, do you really think you're going to shift around anybody's top five Vampire Weekend songs where it's like, it's after there being such a gap and then kind of their earlier albums being so critically acclaimed, it's like, how can I really let a new song take Walcott out of my top five? I think, you know? I, like I it's, think I've been letting some of the new ones in. I know, I know. I, I think I have too, but it's just tough to kind of shift. They're very iconic because of right. the time gap. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's it's tough to kind of say, like, everybody always loves to go, oh, I love their old stuff so much better. Right. You know, it's it's hard to shift that top ten to top yeah. five. What are you going to be showing your grandkids is really the question. Exactly. It's like, would I show them Father of Bride? Would I show them Modern Vampires? Yeah. Well, it, it would probably be Modern Vampires. It'd be the whole still... discography. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> but, you know, shit down, you're going to be here for a while. <laughs> it's going to be a few days now. Granddad, you showed it to us last time we were here. <laughs> oh, you're going to listen to it again and you're going to like it. But. This one's called Sympathy. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, Modern Vampires, great album. I I still like when I think of Vampire Weekend, I think of this album cover. Yeah, I so think uh, and Contra. Yeah, yeah. See, I think, I think I've listened Contra. to Contra more actually. Yeah. Okay. That's but, fair. It's it's I mean, it's hard to choose. They're all great. I mean, it's very iconic. Iconic. They all like albums. work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great build. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so coming in at number six, we got Solange with a seat at the table from 2016. I really like this album. Yeah, I think that it's was, really it good. was a very it was very well received mm-hmm. as well. Which is, I mean, how can you be Beyonce's sister? Right, like it's it's really impressive that both of them are so talented, and it's kind of a shame that she kind of gets overshadowed by Beyonce right. because I they're like both that, super talented, but just in kind of they have different styles at the same time. Right, Solange and Beyonce. Those are the real names. I'm. Where's the collab album? Is what I'm waiting for. That'd be for. pretty interesting. Where actually. is the collab album? Hmm. I would love that. I'll be honest. I'm just learning about her. Really? Yeah. Uh, I well, see, that goes to show that how heavily Beyonce overshadows her. Yeah. No, I've uh, never even heard it, it. Again. And now I'm looking earned. at the album. I'm like, oh, yeah, they do look related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, Solange has kind of, her, the way that she does her instrumentals is a lot more subdued than Beyonce's because right. Beyonce will kind of come in with like a really grand that. like drums yeah and like have like these huge kind of pop uh-huh. instrumentals behind her but Solange's is a little more understated right. and it I think kind of highlights her vocals a little a little more and it's it's again it's really good and I like that they both have different styles and that they're not kind of just feeding off each other that would be so interesting how they if they collabed, what that would sound like. I know. I think it could be really cool. Like, what direction would they go musically? And yeah, could the harmonies come into play there? Who's to say? 
can you anyone harmonize with Beyonce? See, then it's like it's like would they be competing too much? I don't know. I don't can know. Solange can they exist on the same album? A pitch perfect like riff off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole yes. album of them. Doing... Watch the throne, but it's Solange <laughs> and Beyonce exchanging bars. <laughs> Get back to us on this. Uh... Yeah, and just remember when it happens that we called it first. Yeah, we um, totally called it. One one last thing I want to say about this is that I really like her use of interludes. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they. I always kind of hate when somebody slaps an interv- interlude onto the beginning or end of a song where it's like if I'm kind of listening to it on shuffle. But it just um, doesn't make sense. It, right. It just doesn't flow very well. But the way that she kind of separates them, but they still blend in super seamlessly when the song starts. Uh, I, I really like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. So here's a, here's a hot take from Pitchfork. We got Fiona Apple's. This is a long one. The idler wheel is wiser than the driver of the screw, and whipping cords will serve you more than ropes will ever do. That's, From 2012. It's very excessive. That's yeah. mouthful. Yeah. And I had never heard of Fiona Apple before. I still don't know who idea. she is. Or I, he, I yeah. assume she. She, yes. I, I listened through her album earlier this week, and I liked it a lot. I don't. What kind of genre are we talking? It's It's kind of indie to an extent uh, mm-hmm. it's very kind of piano heavy right uh with kind of um some obviously some more instrumentals backing up but it's very vocal and piano heavy mm-hmm. um and i liked it a lot it's i mean it's a very good album and uh, she's very talented but i just had never yeah. hit my radar before this and so it's, i just don't think i could it's so weird to me how an yeah. album can make top five of a decade, yeah, <laughs> and you've never heard and you never even heard of the artist, right? Right. I mean, that's not saying that you know it's not deserving necessarily. And of course, Bonnie Vare lives in the same world as twenty two a million notable, uh, notable not top ten. So couldn't help but notice. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton to say about it just because yeah. you know my exposure to it is pretty limited. But uh, number four. Ooh. We got another well-deserved spot, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. In terms of cultural value, yeah. Again, we are not the target for this album. Oh, of course We not. can still appreciate it. Of course, yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's this weird kind of beautiful merging of, like, funk and hip-hop kind of combined together. And it's, oh, I, I love it. Um, I, it's hard to say because I still think I like Good Kid, Mad City more. But I definitely understand why people rate this higher, kind of on the cultural waves that it made. And I know they they put All Right from this album at their number one song of the 2010s. Understandable. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. I remember when this first came out back in 2015. Uh, did I pirate this one? I don't know if I did. <laughs> it, was, it, was still, it was still freshman year. So still probably. freshman year. I might have. I might have. I kind of feel bad about that now in hindsight, but I've listened to it enough on Spotify, I feel like, to, to make up yeah, for it. Yeah, it'll be alright. <laughs> it's going to be alright. It's going to be yeah. alright. Oh, very nice. But, yeah, I mean, I think we've hailed Kendrick Lamar on his, you know, his vocal talents, and then the production on this one, I feel like, is kind of a, on good. another level. Um but yeah, excellent album, very deserving. Some more four. just very iconic album art too. Yes. Oh yeah. Squatted up in front of in the front of the White House. House. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Here at number three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Josh, you want to take this one away? Okay. I it's the self-titled fan. Beyonce album. Oh, that's Solange's Beyonce. sister. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of Beyonce's name? Solange's sister? Solange's sister. Beyonce. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Beyonce Knowles, female pop vocalist. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love that album, dude. Oh, it's got there's some hits, some all time. There's some hits on yeah. there. 
Um, I think this is kind of really like the start of Beyonce's whole brand pivot, you know, yeah, to kind of like see, bad bitch, that. you know. Definitely. Uh, She's owned to it. like female power icon. As a, I mean, she, she was definitely iconic beforehand, but like I feel like this is really kind of her new sound. No, I definitely, um, definitely. But you got stuff like Partition, you got Seven Eleven, you got XOs on this. Haunted, right? Haunted, Haunted, so good, dude. Oh, uh, Drunken Love, Drunk yeah. Love. Oh my gosh. And then you got the Drunken Love remix. So, you get Kanye in there. Oh man, it's so good. Flawless, such a good album. Flawless is on there. Blue. Yeah. Oh my god, Blue. What a song. Seven Eleven. Again, I'm not a big Beyonce listener, but when I think of Beyonce songs that I I know and kind of like. Yeah, like move to like <laughs> well, they're probably off this it's album. off this album. This is right. all the bangers. Oh, absolutely. Not well, you know what I mean. I mean, not all the bangers, but a lot of the bangers are on this. A hefty percentage for yeah, sure. We listened to this album so much in oh freshman year. I mean, it came out before that, but we really that's where we, we kind of it became a car ride regular. Picked it for up. sure, <laughs> especially partition, notably partition. Uh, Josh Ooh. was requesting that one heavily. I mean, can you blame me? What a song. <laughs> oh man. Wow. I, I heavily respect that at number three. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. I mean, even today, you know, I'll, you know, you're feeling good. You're looking in the mirror before you go to work and, you know, you'll just throw a little flawless in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I woke you up know. like this. Yeah, I woke up like <laughs> oh, yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Deal, I mean, absolutely. But, you know, absolutely. That's called self-care. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get through the day, baby. All right. And here comes my personal favorite of all time. Number two, Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I I get that it's number two. I probably would have flip-flopped number one and number two, but we'll get into that. But uh, I, I don't think anybody except for Jonathan Melberg can deny the validity <laughs> of, of Kanye West's That's just because he's, too, he's too young Fantasy. to understand. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, was he, he wasn't alive in know. 2010. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, like, the track list on this is insane. It's truly insane. Like, if we just, if you just go through, there is literally not a bad song. You could maybe argue that the All of the Lights interlude is a bad song. But it's not a bad song. It's an interlude. It's it's, it's not, yeah. It's, I mean, features like John Legend, Bonnie Vare, Pusha T, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, uh, Nicki Minaj, Kid Cudi, like, Nicki's best verse still. Oh, my God. Has yet to be beat. Um, (laughs) Like... She's. This was nine years ago, and yeah. she hasn't topped her verse on this. And this was like her breakout too. Like I think it was kind of yeah, because she. And said it's that, not like a slight to Nikki. It's because the right. verse is perfect. It's yeah, it's because it's fantastic. And same with like Rick Ross's on yeah, uh, like yeah, like his best verse. new dress. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Again, it's less about like it's not that they haven't put out good music since then. It's that just like everybody was really at their best when this came out. Um. And I don't know. I mean, we talked about it a ton in episode one, so I won't get too into it. I won't gush over it too much. But in terms of like hip hop albums, this is like perfection, in my opinion. I agree. I love the the way he can change a sample. Like I've got a couple examples. The, oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, Lost in the Woods or whatever. Yeah. Or Lost, Lost in the, the world. world. Lost in the World is a sample from. A Bonnie Bear song, Up in the Woods, Down, Up, Lost in the Woods, Lost I think it's in the Woods. Woods. Woods, okay. Yeah. From like the Blood Bank EP, uh-huh. Kanye found this. Like, <laughs> he just found it. I mean, 
Bonnie Vera was probably maybe semi known at the time, but not like someone like Kanye. Not like he is now. Kanye'd be digging through it. Bonnie Vera, because <laughs> For Emma was kind of his breakout right. album. What right. What year did that come out? Two thousand eight, or even before I think two thousand eight, possibly. But when did Blood Bank do, come out? Let's do a number crunch. Let's let's get to it. The fans are dying to know. Edge of their seat right now. Um, let's see. Yeah, Forever Ever Forever Ago was two thousand eight. Okay. Um, let's see. Blood Bank was 2009. Okay, so, so a year before this came out. Yeah. Two years before From a Forever Good came out. So he's probably a little bit known at this point. I think he right. probably won the Grammy by now, right? Wasn't that, didn't he win the Grammy for that first album? Um, I don't know. Rest New Art or something like that. I don't know, you're a Bonnie Bear historian, so. He won a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that song, like, just totally up in the revamped. woods, down yeah. on my mind. He changed it to like, I'm lost in the world, and it's like the same <laughs> vocals, and right. it sounds the exact same. Yeah, the the I mean production on this the production you will not the whole I don't album know if it will ever be top. Well, I love that like 35 minute music video for this album. Oh yeah, it's so cool. Josh is a big. I watched it several times. Oh yes, I'll, just the imagery is great. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's just is it Runaways? What the whole thing is called? Or is might, it, I don't remember honestly. Uh, but yeah, but. search Kanye West. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy music video. And yeah. It's the 30 minute one with like millions of views. Right. I'm half the views. But yeah, I don't, again, there's nothing we can say about this that hasn't already been said. Yeah, just, it's, wow. if you like hip hop and you don't like this album, then you don't like hip hop. So, I think that's safe to say. And then at number one, <laughs> a triumphant return. Man, I love this album. A Frank Ocean Blonde from 2016. Yeah. This is always in my top three. It just rotates where it's at. Exactly. And it's number one, very acceptable for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, obviously, I would put My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy at number one and Blonde at number two. But uh, in terms of like hip hop R&B albums, it doesn't get much better than Blonde. Uh, like, this album is from 2016. <laughs> and it... Frank Ocean was my number one streamed 2018 Spotify artist. <laughs> <laughs> that tells yeah. you something. Like, did we ever tell I a love story that about the night that this album came out? No, go ahead. <laughs> <I love laughs> Should it. So, oh gosh. Okay, so the year is 2016. This is what our sophomore year of yeah, college. Yeah, like beginning or no, no junior year. Of college, it was beginning of junior year of college. Yes, we were yes. in the same room together. Yeah, me and Josh were living in the same. It was a garage that had been reconfigured into a room. Yeah. Keep in mind, we were paying two hundred and fifty dollars a month for rent, worth <laughs> um, every penny. We were sharing a room together, and we were out at some dumb frat party that we got invited <laughs> to, and so the the night before this is when Frank did the whole live stream thing with Endless and it was him like building a set of stairs did you ever see this? no uh, he released this like visual album the night before called Endless uh, and the whole time he's just kind of in a workshop building a he set of stairs he released it but he didn't actually release it right so. so it was all just part of a visual and it was kind of just playing in the background almost and so people had to go through and rip the audio from that live stream oh, and wow. try and master it themselves so that it was, like, listenable. I, I love the fans that do stuff like, yeah. oh, like, you're insane. <laughs> Thankfully, he has since released a CD quality version yes. of that. But, so we just kind of assumed that that was the album, right? We were like, oh, like, surely that was the album. And we were kind of like, yeah, this is really good. We would love a better quality, but whatever, you know. And so we weren't expecting Blonde to be coming out the literal day after. 
So we're in, we're at this frat party, and all of a sudden I'm looking through my Twitter feed because obviously I'm bored as hell at a frat party. Right. <laughs> Nobody is ever actually really having fun. Uh, but I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, Frank Ocean just dropped another <laughs> album. And I looked at Josh, and I'm like, we need to go home. Like, right now. <laughs> we left so quick. <laughs> we got out of there. I remember I texted my girlfriend, Shannon. I was like, Shannon, uh, I have to leave now. <laughs> we're in front of the show. We're show. leaving. Uh, I have to go listen to an album really quickly. <laughs> so we we walk probably a mile and a half yeah. in the like, oh god, it was like fast August walk. heat. It was a fast of Milledgeville, walk. Georgia, just drenched in sweat by the time we get back. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, we walk in, we sit down, and we put on <laughs> for for a visual, right? <laughs> we put on Bob Ross painting, but we mute it. <laughs> So it's just a Bob Ross instructional painting video going on. I remember like it was yesterday. (laughs) I got this really crappy, tiny little hookah Thomas gave me. (laughs) Uh, And we throw on some coals and we're sitting there. Like, like I feel like we were like 70s douchebag, like hippies sitting in our garage converted room. No better way to listen to it for the first time. Smoking a crappy little hookah. Yeah, listening to Frank Ocean Blonde. And uh, I, even from first listen, like, I was pretty blown away yeah. by this. Um, I mean, it, it was, it's so different from Channel Orange. Like, by a mile. I mean, Channel Orange has a lot of, like, your classic, um, like, for example, like, the drums, right? Like, right. there's noticeable prominent drums on Channel Orange, but there are whole songs on Blonde that just don't even feature drums, where it's mm-hmm. just totally, like, it'll rely on, like, a guitar riff or, like, a bass line as, like, it's kind of time set which is interesting it's it's one of those albums that's just like every single part of it was so excessively well thought out yeah like uh the night's beat switch being exactly halfway through the album so there's the song nights on there right where halfway through it switches up to a totally different key to a totally yeah totally different tempo and that happens exactly halfway through the album that's cool uh which is pretty neat um and he definitely likes his you know, eight to twelve minute anthems where he has a beat switch halfway through because Pyramids it, kind of is the yeah. same way. Some of his best songs. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, I I love this album. It's still it probably a weekly listen even well, four years later. I love it so much, man. It, it's yeah. literally it's ridiculous how much I listen to it. I mean, I'll be on Spotify at work and I'll see like, oh, <laughs> what's, what are my friends listening to? And I'll look at Josh and Brad and like I would say at least fifty percent of the time, no joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like either like the staves or like Frank Ocean for Jaws, and then <laughs> yeah, I remember you got some variety. Brad has some variety. Yeah, too. I'll, I'll but, get them. I get caught up on some stuff. <laughs> Josh loves his repeats. Yeah. Hey, I found a like no fix was that you know. Yeah, I remember there was at one point where I get, it would it had to have only been maybe like a year after this came out, or maybe it was the same year. But we got a text. If I don't know if you remember this, Olivia sent us a screenshot of her Spotify feed and we were both listening <laughs> to Blonde and it was both the same song. We weren't together at the same we were, time. We were like, me and Brad were like in totally different like places. <laughs> and it was the same album, the same song so at the same funny. time. Um, That's happened multiple great. times I feel like. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, Blonde, fantastic album. There's a song in there where Frank Ocean has Beyonce singing like backup vocals. Yeah, like you have to be a pretty big guy to get Beyonce to sing backup for you. And she's uncredited, like, on yeah, the song. Yeah, it doesn't say Beyonce on number yeah. three. Number three is yeah. featured on number one. Think about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so. let me just, like, I'm just running through this track list and some, I mean... Nikes. Incredible. Ivy. Yeah. Pink and White. 
be yourself. <laughs> I love the interludes on this There's because a, they're like, notoriously just mean it's to like, hell. It's like this like mom talking about like not smoking marijuana unless not doing unless do- it's drugs. prescribed by a doctor and it's supervised. Yeah, weed heads becomes <laughs> sluggish, sluggish, lazy, stupid, and unconcerned. And unconcerned. That's I, all I marijuana could probably does go through from the start to finish if I really try. Solo, Skyline Two, Self Control. If you haven't heard that song, the man is harmonizing with himself at like like eighteen of himself, and it it, it takes over. I will say, if there is one thing better than some Frank Ocean vocals, it's eighteen Frank Oceans on vocals, perfectly harmonized with each other. Yes, because that is that song. I mean, was easily song of the year for me in twenty sixteen, and it was competing with like Ultra Light Beam and stuff like that. I want to read more of these. I mean, it's just White Ferrari. You're just gonna read through the album. (laughs) I might as well. Like, what song is it? Solo, where Andre Solo. 3000 has like his best verse ever. Um, no, that was um, Skyline Two. Maybe oh, I don't know. I remember it. Uh, Solo Reprise. Solo Reprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that that verse is insane. Yeah, and that was like the first. I mean, Andre 3000 hasn't put out an album in how long? A while. Uh, but yeah, but of course we got him like, spin verses not, to himself. Not credited. Yeah. On the actual album, like you don't see his name on there. Oh yeah, but uh, if you're looking for a good cry, self control, fantastic song. Okay, yeah. Honestly, the <laughs> yeah, whole, I was um, just thinking about I was that. Thinking I was doing that after this. <laughs> if you want to cry, listen to Carrie and Lowell, and then throw on Blonde. And just really beat yourself down, and then the you dirt. can't get lower. So then oh, you're good. You can build up from that. You can also eat reheated pizza rolls <laughs> the second time, and that helps too. A very low point for Jay this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know sometimes. You just have to heat up some pizza rolls and the then second time. receive them from a neighbor yep. and then heat them up again after they've already, you know, received their first heating. Yep. And I mean, then you, can't you do have diarrhea that. for the rest of the night. Although, no, you, you have no, that joint or stomach. I was You're, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I don't know how you guys do it, but you got that iron gun. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Tyler Joyner, Jay's Joyner, or Jay's, Jay's Joyner, Jay's brother, friend of the show. My uh, I remember in elementary school, this is a total tangent, obviously, but we'll get back to it in a second. Uh, he would eat earthworms on the playground for quarters. Oh, yeah. uh, so. <laughs> Anything to impress the ladies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if that doesn't phase you, I'm sure two day old pizza rolls are, yeah, are nothing. Um, they did the job. But yeah, so there it is, the top 20 of the top 200. Uh, we do have some some notable uh, mentions that were not in the top 200 that we have some, some yeah. quarries with. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into some of those. I'm sure there's like a little bias because oh, the course. ones like on my mind are ones that really, I think, influenced me music-wise yeah. and what I listen to right. today. Right. There's always some some personal ones. Yeah. Uh, like for but me there's some that I'm really surprised that weren't on this list that yeah. should have been. Notably, even how, yeah, like, I know. No Lumineers right. we talked about. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I the mean, new album for me is probably my my favorite of theirs so far, but I mean... It's hard to beat the original, too. The original like, was first, so iconic. Like, I can't yeah, believe it's it was, not on here. And Mumford & Sons weren't on here. I even just like, yeah, that. Sign No like, More? Sign No More was... I mean, it that know, should have again changed my life. I mean, <laughs> but like, really, I mean, those were that's what crazy. got me into folk music, and there. I mean, that oh, was yeah. all I listened to. Yeah, um, I know uh, a fan favorite, family and friends, so, is notably missing. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah, no, no Felix Culpa up on here, but um, yeah, to see 
which to me should be number one personally. <laughs> it's my, right personally above, my most listened to. Right above my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I'm Granted, gone. Spotify said I did listen to 128 hours Sheesh. of Family and Friends last year. So um, that's impressive. 37 shows later, you <laughs> still know, going. Friend of the show. Still hey strong. JP. Hey Mike. And, <laughs> hey guys. We know you're out there. I finally made Love it. Guys. <laughs> Come on the show. We'd love to have you. Um, what else we got? Another one of Jay's favorites. Hit in the Heart, Let's yeah. Be Still, I think. Or even the, been... the first album, too. Yeah, both oh, of those. Absolutely. Definitely so I, I was surprised to not see a little more, yeah. like, what I would consider folk music. But... Yeah, especially with how big it got right. in the early Especially 2010s. Lumineers. I mean, they yeah. blew up. They're, everyone knows right. Lumineers. Everyone knows Hohe. Like, yeah. Come on. You can spare a spot. Yeah, come on, Pitchfork. Right. Out of two hundred, take yeah. one of the Robin album. We have a there. Robin yeah, there yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I don't know for sure that's not on there, but Phoenix. I was thinking. I uh, is there I no Phoenix that. on there? I mean, um, when did uh, when did um, definitely past like twenty twelve or twenty thirteen? Really? Yeah. Wow, that is. Yeah. I, I definitely assumed that it would just have been earlier was because it? it wasn't there. Oh, bankrupt. Yeah, it was twenty thirteen. Yeah. 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 That album is crazy. It's like one of my favorites. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Even like the Listomania, like 1901, that album? That was like 2011, right? That uh, was 2009. Okay, that one's just Looking missed it. Looking Amadeus Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that one just missed 2009. it. But okay. Bankrupt should have been on there. Bankrupt for definitely sure. should have been on there. That album is so good. Uh, for me, Anderson Pox Malibu yeah. was not on there. Definitely uh, a snub. Come on. That could have at least been like 200. Like, you got to at least throw out an honorable, honorable mention. He's, he's pretty Big. So talented now, yeah. Like he's pretty famous. Like, yeah, should he should have thought. Of, I mean, it's possible. You know, there's so much music. It's you know very right. obvious. You it can get about, lost. Forget about stuff for sure. Like, Malibu. I'm just saying, if we were in that pitchfork office, there would have been hell yeah. to pay. Pitchforks <laughs> going on. There would have been some literal pitchforks. Yeah. Listen, pitchfork, the album, a thirty out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then uh, I Come I by Bonnie Vare was yeah. was missing. Don't understand that one. Not Again, super recent. So it is recent. That's why I'm giving it a benefit. But even of the, the self-titled Bonnie Vare album isn't in there. Yeah, I guess it's not, is it? That album's really damn good too. Wow. I mean. I come on. Beth Rest is, on it. Beth Rest I mean, is good enough of a song um, to be. Twenty to a million was on the list. Right, it was yes. pretty it far was down for my taste. Kind of rude. Ninety one. Yeah. Rudely yeah. at ninety one. Should have bare minimum top fifty. Yeah. Top I mean, twenty. Yeah. Come on. That's at least my every Sunday afternoon like listen. Right. So. Like I mean, that's not an exaggeration either. That's in my top I, three. Yeah. It's in my top three albums. I think. Oh yeah. Easy. That yeah. with Frank Ocean and a certain album that was left off the list. A deeper understanding by the war on drugs. Yeah, that album is so good. Yeah, I bought it yesterday on vinyl and listened to it already. On vinyl. Yeah, and oh, then wow. listened to it today in the car. <laughs> <laughs> love to see. It. I love that album. Yeah. Wow. I think the only other one was a Shaky Graves album. Like would, he's been yeah, that, like he's big enough. I feel yeah. like he could have made it. Yeah. There. Yeah. Especially his most recent one. I loved his most recent. Man, one. It's so good and so. I mean, he's just talented. If you ever oh, get absolutely. the chance to see him live, it is so worth it. He's pretty absolutely. much a one man band, right? Like, but he can have a full band and then he'll do like the half band. a show yeah. where he does by himself with a gotcha. drum made out of a suitcase and a cymbal. <laughs> and, it's pretty sick. I mean, that's awesome. But yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Yeah. Uh, if you have any thoughts on what your top. Uh, you know, a couple albums should have been if there's anything left off the list. Leave a comment on our Instagram. You know where to find you it. You can follow us at Featured Picks on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you have, you know, as always, if you have a topic that you want us to cover, send us your feed picks, your hashtag feed picks. Um, 
And we'll, we might. Get and I know they say it every week. They actually do want pictures of your feet. No, we're no. just too embarrassed. To uh, they want legally, you to... we cannot own up to that. <laughs> I think they want we you talk to walk to around in team. sandals all day long, and then just at get the end of the day, just, yeah, a real good picture of that. We're gonna save all of that uh, <laughs> as kind of bait to get Quentin Tarantino on the show. I think for his interview yeah. Yeah. or Dan Schneider. <laughs> or Dan no, Schneider? we do not want Dan Schneider on the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> We want him in prison. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. We love you. This has been Josh, Brad, and Jay Joyner. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Thanks it's been a pleasure. Me. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We love you. It's not funny. It's not